trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking, like the doodah man, together, more or less in line. Just keep trucking, on, on, on. Hey yo, it's Boxing Day. It's Boxing Day. I, I actually, I'm not sure uh, what the purpose of Boxing Day is. Uh, I know it's it's uh, a UK holiday that uh, I learned about its existence. I think from from watching soccer on the television because there always there's always massive loads of games on on Boxing Day. It's just like a, a tradition thing. So that's how I learned about it. Keep it in your hat. It's a good day to know just because. Just because. So I'm here. I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, what's been going on around here. I'll throw some pictures in the show notes, which you can find at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash GVQ04. There'll be some pictures in there and uh, I don't know, maybe maybe some links if there's links. I don't know. A link to my Amazon account. You can always go there, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon and uh, help me out. Send a little little kickback here or there, or you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash the Liberty Hippie, and you will get um, some seeds, some bonus content, and uh, you know uh, some other goodies, goodies that are there for you to have. You should also go check out the show notes because there will be a link to the Discord uh, server that I have set up. Uh, I'd really, I'd like to see that thing kind of grow a little bit, just because it's it's a uh, it's a little more interactive. Um, and the the Facebook and and the rest of it, and uh, you know it, it allows for a better better communication. I think uh, it's kind of it's fun. Anyway, go check that out. That will be in the the show notes as well. So it's Christmas day after Christmas. I'm recording this uh, day before Christmas. What happened over here? Uh, the garden's coming along. Um, we had some some really cold nights. Um, not too many, but a couple got down to, uh, like 27, 28, 27, 26. And I was really concerned about our cauliflower. Um, you know, usually the stuff we plant in the winter, um, it can withstand those temps. A lot of the, the brassicas can do that. Your cabbage, your, your broccoli, they can survive. They, they do. Okay. They overwinter well and, uh, they're fine. The cauliflower, um, it always seems it's not quite as hardy as some of the other uh, brassicas. So I'm always concerned about that. And, uh, you know, we're finally, they're finally coming. The, the little, little heads are the size of a golf ball, maybe a little bit bigger now. Um, so I was, I was quite concerned about that, but they made it, they survived. Um, so looking at the forecast, I don't see any cold, cold nights like that coming up anytime soon. So hopefully we'll be able to, to harvest that in a little bit here and have some cauliflower. Cauliflower is one of those things that, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice break from, from the broccoli, from the cabbage, from all the, the green stuff. Um, little, a little different flavor, a little different texture. And, uh, you know, you, you pick that up in the store and it's quite expensive. So always fun to, to grow some of that. And, uh, I think looking through some seed catalogs, cause that's also what I've been doing, of course, Going through the seed catalogs on a cold night in front of the wood stove. Um, so there's some different colored uh, cauliflowers out there, and it might be fun to kind of grow some of those. But the garden's going well, and uh, we've been getting lots and lots and lots of rain, which, uh, you know, has its its perks. Um, you don't have to water anything, and, 
you know, that's that's nice. But at the same time, it can it can turn things into a mess. You know, all those little armadillo holes are now puddles. The chickens are are pretty wet, and um, you know, it's funny. The goats and the dogs they'll go in their barn. They have a, a shelter, and they'll go in there on occasion. But uh, more often than not, they're out running around. They don't mind the rain unless it's really hard rain. They don't seem to mind it, and it's it's kind of surprising. I, uh, I expected them to utilize the barn um, much more than they are, but uh, I, don't know, I guess that's that's what they do. They're they're outdoor animals, and they enjoy it. So we also we had some meat birds, um, and I say had because their day of reckoning came and went. And I learned a few things here and there about them, which was kind of, you know, it's the first time we've done it. Um, we've done, you know, the, the get a batch of chickens of, of meat and egg breeds. Um, and so we'll get just a, a straight run and usually we keep the, the hens and a couple of roosters and, and butcher the rest of the roosters. Um, but they're always, you know, they're smaller, smaller birds and they take, take longer to grow out. This time we went with the Cornish cross. Um, this was the first time that we had tried it. And, uh, I'm, I'm quite impressed, quite impressed. They, uh, most of our birds were about, um, five pounds, uh, five or six pounds. Um, a couple were up, up in the upper sixes and, uh, a couple quite just, just under five pounds, but, um, you know, they, they did, they grew fast. Uh, we butchered them at about eight weeks. Uh, I had a, we had a couple that kind of sat down on their, their butts and sat with their legs out and, like they almost got punched in the face and uh, we're trying to get their wits about them. And I'll put some of those, those pictures in the show notes. Um, and so I, you know, I asked around, I, I didn't think that there was any sort of disease. Um, I suspected this was more of the the problems that um, you hear associated with these, these types of birds that grow so fast. And uh, that was, that was pretty much what it came out to be. I think is that I just, I ended up overfeeding them and they did grow a little too fast. And so they got a little heavy for their legs and um, chose not to, to walk around much. So next time around, I will try to feed them less and hopefully uh, next time around, we'll be able to get them out free ranging a little bit more. Um, I had anticipated on putting them out more, but uh, the rate at which they grow compared to the rate that their feathers grow, they, it's, uh, they're, they're not equal. So these, you know, your normal chickens, they grow and they're covered in feathers and they can stay nice and warm. These guys have a fair bit of skin showing and didn't really want to put them out when it was cold and, and windy. Um, and they're still, still kind of young. So they were inside for a while. They were in the garage for a while and they did get out. And we, um, last two or three weeks, they were outside in a, in a run, in a, in a chicken sort of tractor that we have. Um, and that was good, but I do, I think that, uh, next time that will be, um, it'll be warmer and we'll be able to do that more. And that will allow them to free range a little bit more and, and cut down on some of the feed costs. Uh, all in all, um, we had initially ordered 16 birds and two died within the first, um, two days maybe. And then one of them I had to put down because she just kind of, I know, it was probably six weeks in and uh, she did that sit down thing and wasn't getting any better. And I, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. So I, I butchered her and, and uh, took care of that. We ended up with about 75 pounds of meat between uh, 13 birds. And uh, it came out to be a, 
just under 250 a pound. Now it's not organic meat. Um, I did use, you know, some of the stuff from, from tractor supply, but, uh, I was able to get some organic feed that, uh, was half off that cost just as much, uh, if not less than the uh, standard conventional feed. So, you know, they're, they're half and half, if you will, but, um, should be should be good meat, tasty meat. And it's always nice to put uh, put meat in your freezer and uh, and have that for for later uh, when you when you need it. Some other things going. On. Oh man, I we have a water softener. Our water is just saturated with iron. It's it's hard water, and uh, you know we got a water softener, and I have to clean the venturi pump like once every two or three months because um, it just gets all gummed up with with iron, and it just doesn't work. Well, the rings inside the head, I believe, have gone bad, and some of the water has leaked through and got my electronic components wet, so those need to be replaced. Um, and I tell you, it is, it's not enjoyable um, to not have a water softener. It's one of those things that you, you kind of take for granted. It's out there. Um, you know, I, I don't mind the smell of the iron in the water, and I don't even really mind... Um, using it to bathe or to clean. But the problem is when you go and your toilets become orange and your clothes become orange, I, I washed my daughter's um, comforter in there and it's got some white parts in it and they are no longer white. They're kind of orange. So really one of those things that you, you take for granted when you have it and uh, when you don't, you wish you did. So I'm going to try to fix that bad boy up here uh, right after Christmas and we should be good to go. But um, really all the, the outdoor stuff got some uh, finally able to get out and cut some more wood up. Um, that's coming along. Got uh, got two saws. My uh, father came down and uh, he had an extra chainsaw and dropped it off. It was a dump rescue. One of those ones that uh, somebody dropped off the dump because I don't know, it was not working for them. And uh, the chain had gotten wrapped around the, the sprocket, the, the cog there, and um, had stopped. They ran it out of oil, and uh, they they dumped it. So my father brought it home, played with it a little bit, and now it works. It's not a great saw, but it's a saw, and I uh, it's it's super helpful to have two saws. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a chainsaw stuck, and just it's it's a nightmare. When you get when you get your your chainsaw stuck in a in a tree, and uh, you got to try to try to take the engine off, take the bar off, and uh, you know if you don't have another bar, well, what's the point? And um, you know, there's some tricks. You chain it, chain chain your tree to a, a tractor, and try to pull it, and get your hand saws out, and break your elbow, and you know. But uh, so that's good, and we'll be nice and toasty next year. And of course, homeschooling, homeschooling is coming and going and, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're really, really trying to get through it. We're, um, kind of debating whether or not we should use this curriculum again or kind of go back to trying to make our own curriculum. Uh, one of the things that's really nice about making your own curriculum is that you have, you have the final say. Now you have the final say when you use the box curriculum, but at the same time, for me anyway, and, and my wife to some degree too, it's tricky, you know, like you, you feel like, well, I'm, I'm supposed to do this, 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 for some reason, this piece of paper tells me to do it and I have to do it this way, or I have to get X, Y, Z done. Um, and part of that's, uh, you know, my personality or whatever, but, um, 
not having a box curriculum um, kind of frees you up a little bit, uh, or even being able to step back from that box curriculum and just use it as a as an outline, as a guide, um, can be can be helpful, can be useful. Um, so we're, we're going to try to do that. I think it's going to be tricky because we have three children, um, and we're trying to figure out a way, kind of more the the classical sort of style. You know, we're all kind of all three kids are sort of doing the same thing, but, um, at different levels. And, uh, I know we may, may try to find a box that does that, but again, um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. If if anybody has suggestions as to what curriculums may or may not, uh, meet those standards, I'd, I'd love to hear them. Uh, you can hit me up through Gmail, uh, homesteads and homeschools at gmail.com on Twitter, HS and HS pod, or in the, uh, the Facebook group, the homesteaded homeschool forum, or you could even go join that discord server, or you could even go join that discord server and, uh, and throw it out there. Um, so yeah, things are, are moving along with the, the homeschooling, um, moving along. Yeah. We, you run into some difficulties. Um, and, uh, it's kind of, yeah. So our, our younger two are, are adopted and, um, you know, she was, our daughter was three and a half when she came to us. And, uh, I'm not sure what things looked like for the first three and a half years, but, um, you know, we're, we're behind a little bit and, uh, we're starting to notice some of those things, uh, as we go through school. Um, and some of those things are just simple things that you wouldn't think about, but things like being able to, to organize a thought or be able to organize a concepts, um, and not really deep thinking, but, you know, a, a higher level thinking than just, you know, what is in front of me right here and now. Um, and so that's something we've really kind of been trying to, to grasp, trying to work with, trying to, um, understand for me, it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, I've had two, two kids go through already. And so, you know, a concept is easy and, and, or they're able to do some of this stuff. And so, teaching it is easy. And so when I try to teach the same thing and it's much more difficult, um, I I can get kind of frustrated at times and, uh, and it's difficult, you know, it's difficult to suss out what is, you know, an actual lack of understanding and, you know, what sometimes is, I don't know, early signs of, ADD or whatever you want to call it, where you just kind of zone out and, um, and are no longer present, if you will. And so we're trying to come up with different ways to kind of meet that, um, to try to make it work for, for everyone. Um, you know, because you, you do, you want learning to be fun. You want it to be enjoyable. This isn't, you know, homeschooling isn't something that's supposed to be this horrendous beast of a, creature that, that is unenjoyable. I mean, if you want to have an unenjoyable learning experience, go to public school, you know, you keep your kids home so that they enjoy it so that they learn to, you know, do the things that are are necessary in life. I will say this, it's quite interesting. Um, as for the higher level learning sort of thing, uh, so the, the, we can, my daughter can read fairly well. Um, and she knows letters. She knows how to sound things out. 
um, the comprehension is kind of what's lacking. We introduced her to some basic math, simple math, you know, one plus one, two plus two, that sort of thing up to, up to about five. And she latched right onto that. And she did, has been doing a pretty good job with that. And, um, it's one of those things she's really proud of and it's, it's great to see, you know? And so we're trying to build on that a little bit. Um, you know, we have some, some problems with concepts such as zero, <laughs> um, which I think, you know, is understandable as a, as a little kid, you can, can kind of maybe have some problems with that, but, um, that's, that's sort of our, our homeschooling front. But, uh, anyway, I am going to put this on pause and go get my guest. All right. So I got my guest here and he is going to tell you a few things about, uh, I don't know, talking about, about the chickens a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, this is my son. He is, uh, just about to be 10. And, uh, yeah. So Ronan, what was your, what was your favorite part about the, uh, the chickens? Probably caring for like my month old baby chicken. Oh, right. So we got to talk about that. So I made the mistake of, like, I think I mentioned this before, I, free things. I love free things. And so uh, when I ordered the chickens from Murray McMurray, they give you a free chick. And when you get a free chick, um, it's all well and good, except that it grew at, I don't know, a third of the rate as the regular, as the, the Cornish cross. So um, now all the Cornish cross are butchered and uh, the little chick um, doesn't really get along too well with, with our other chickens. So right now he's kind of an inside pet chicken. And, uh, my, my son has sort of taken that over as, as his role. Um, so what about, what about butchering the chickens? What, what was that? Tearing off the feathers. Definitely. Uh, okay. It didn't, it, it's funny cause it didn't bother you guys too much when you were, when you were doing it, right? Like, no, it didn't. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's curious. Cause I think when I was a kid, if I had to, to, to butcher chickens, um, it would have been, you know, sort of problematic, not a problematic, but I would have been a little, little hesitant, but these guys kind of got into it and they knew ahead of time that, um, you know, these are, are chickens that are going to go in the freezer and they're not pets. And that's, that's what you do with it. Um, so what, what else did you, I know you, you plucked the, the feathers out. What else did you do? I, f I, f yeah, I, I dipped them in the boiling water and I think I may have watched, yeah, I, I watched you um cut all the guts and that out. <laughs> yeah, so it turned into like a uh, little little uh, biology lesson. I've um, got to rip out their insides and, and check that out and learn what uh, what the liver is and what the heart looks like and got to cut it open and, and see the different vents and all all that goodness. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you you want to say? Well, well, I got you up here. Not really. What, what about what about homeschooling? What's your favorite part about homeschooling here? Probably that we get done at like twelve o'clock. So he likes to get done early. Okay, he uh, makes sense, I guess. He uh, he crushes. He he goes through pretty fast, and we we get all that done. So all right, all right. So I don't know. I guess that's all. So that that's that's him. He was. We got it done. We all sort of butchered them together, and it was uh, it was kind of fun. It was the first time that we actually got like a a process going. Usually, it's like just my wife and I, and the kids will be there, but uh, they're not quite old enough to help. And this year was the first time that they were really old enough to help. So um, you know, I'd, I'd butcher them, and they'd pluck the feathers, and give me a a plucked bird, and I'd eviscerate it, and uh, 
you know, they'd they'd get it back, rinse it out, and throw it in the the cooler, and I'd be on to the next one. So it worked. It was quite the uh, quite the process. It was actually kind of fun. I spent the the afternoon, a nice fall afternoon, hands deep in, uh, in chicken guts. So so January's coming up, and I'll have another update then. Uh, maybe I think we might be getting some more more goats, specifically dairy goats, and uh, we'll. Uh, I don't know. We'll go from there and uh, I'll have some, some updates then. For now, enjoy your, your time. Enjoy your time. New Year's is coming up. So, uh, some, some advice, uh, set your resolutions, make resolutions. They're always good to make resolutions. Um, make them attainable. Make them attainable. When you set these lofty resolutions about, you know, losing five pounds, 10 pounds, uh, running a marathon, whatever it is, all well and good. But, uh, if you're not going to do it, you know, it kind of, can, can defeat yourself. Make it, make it simple. You know, breathing. I, I want to breathe all year for 2020. Um, I want to eat at least one meal a day for 2020. Easy, easy things, folks. Easy things. Anyways, thank you all for sticking with me. Enjoy everything. Enjoy it all. Enjoy it all. And uh, I'll, I'll see you on Tuesday when I have another another episode coming up the last one for 2019 all right folks get out there sow those seeds of liberty we can all reap sheaves of freedom together I'm gonna write us this dream.